Hello, hello. Welcome to the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. This is where you find Christmas all year round in alphabetical order. I'm your host, Wayne, speaking to you from Manchester in England. But our little podcast looks at Christmas in different parts of the world. Every two weeks, we dip into Christmas traditions, history, Bible accounts, stories, memories and music, all starting with one letter of the alphabet. If you're new to this podcast, hello. Now is a great time to catch up with our earlier episodes. They're not dated or limited in time, and you could binge through them all the way between now and Christmas. Today, it's the 25th letter of the alphabet. It's the letter Y. So today, we'll be looking at Christmas, starting with the letter Y. There are not rich pickings on offer today, but we have a nice little episode with some facts and some songs for you, with Yule and Yule Logs, and you'll love it. And some songs about Yorkshire and that mean one, Mr Grinch. It's all here on the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Where Y is for Yule. Yule is, in some ways, another word for Christmas. All the Scandinavian and Nordic languages call Christmas Yule in some version. In Swedish and Danish and Norwegian, Christmas is Jul, J-U-L. In Icelandic, it's Jöl, J-O-L. In Finnish, it's Julua. And in Estonian, Jula. Forgive the pronunciations, I don't actually speak those languages. But Yule is more than just another word for Christmas. It's the heritage of the northern Germanic people and the winter festivals of the people of northern Europe and the areas we now call Scandinavia. The word Yule means celebration or parties, we think, though no one's all that sure. The word also appears in Old Norse culture as one of the names for the deity known as Odin, And it's also used as the name of the two months we now call December and January. And to be honest, experts aren't agreed which of those uses of the word Yule came first. We do know that Yule was the name given for the time of midwinter eating for the Old Norse and Germanic peoples. But it's not clear how far in time that can be dated. Some history books will say in a grand manner, that it's all pre-Christian and goes back thousands of years to a very ancient midwinter celebration. But actually, the evidence we have means we can't be sure of anything before about 600 AD. And although Yule was clearly non-Christian, pagan in origin, as early as the 10th century, a king called Hakon the Good moved the feast of Yule to December the 25th, and turned it into a festival of the Christian Christmas. Modern lovers of all things pagan and ancient like to say that Yule is the real European winter festival and Christmas just kind of usurped it. But in truth, Christmas existed certainly in Britain before Yule ever did. And it's quite possible that Christmas is older than Yule. We, we just don't know. We do know that the two, Christmas and Yule, have lived together for a long time. When we eat pork or ham at Christmas or sing the boar's head carol, we're remembering Yule feasts 
and the sacrifice of the Sanagolka, the Yule boar. When we drink mulled wine or sing to our apple trees, we are continuing Yule traditions without even knowing it. Like a lot of things, it's a mixture of traditions and celebrations. Why is for Yule, and this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Today we're on the letter Y in the Christmas Alphabet Podcast, where Y is for the Yule log. Yeah, we haven't finished with Yule yet, because the Yule traditions live on in some other things we do, even now at Christmas. For one, there's the Yule log. What does the Yule log mean to you? When I was growing up, we always had a Yule log. But although we had an open fire in my house, the Yule log wasn't a real log, it was a cake. And not an impressive one at that. Our Yule log was generally bought from a supermarket, and it was a chocolate Swiss roll, covered in chocolate, and ridged to make it look like a wooden log, with chocolate at either end. Nice to eat, but nothing that special. It may have had a sprig of imitation holly on the top, and a dusting of sugar to make it look like you know it was covered with snow, but it's not exactly the king of cakes. But to me, as a child, it was exciting because it said, hey, it's Christmas. And the Yule log took pride of place on our table in the back room, which was getting filled with special Christmas food and decorations alongside the mince pies, which I think my mother made herself. I think they were homemade back in the day. Did you have a Yule log? Maybe you still have one. Maybe you buy one or maybe you even make your own. The Christmas cake Yule log is an imitation of the actual Yule log, which not many people have these days, but which, going back in history in Britain and North America, was an actual log, not a cake. From the 17th century in Britain, people had this large log of wood, which would burn in your hearth, in your main living room, through the Christmas festival to give light and heat to the home and sort of mark the beginning and end of Christmas. And various traditions were attached to it. Some traditions said it was unlucky if the logs stopped burning during Christmas or didn't last out the season or had to be lit a second time. Some traditions kept part of the log to add to the fire the following year providing a a continuity from one Christmas to the next. Some American traditions that we read of speak of a Yule log hunt, going out to find the perfect log, which reminds me of the way some American families make an event of going to a Christmas tree farm to get their tree each year. That's a kind of Yule log hunt, but now transferred to the Christmas tree. The Yule Log, as it was written about in earlier centuries, was also known as the Christmas Log or the Festival Block. But does it have anything to do with the older pagan festival of Yule? Well, again, to be honest, there's little evidence for it. In the 18th century, some writers linked the Yule Log tradition to Anglo-Saxon paganism and said it was an emblem of the returning sun. But a lot of that, we now know, was invented history, 
with very little evidence. I'm sure our ancestors did sit around fires at midwinter times, but a Yule log? No, I don't think so. Anyway, enjoy your cake, or whatever you're eating this year. Y is for the Yule log, which may, or probably not, have actual connections to the festival of Yule. And this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Today we're looking at the letter Y on the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Let's have a look at a few Ys that haven't made their way into the main entry in the alphabet. There's one or two Y Christmas songs out there, mostly starting with you or your. I'll mention some that you may want to seek out. Firstly, the Smurfs, who are cartoon characters from Belgium and had some popularity in the 90s on TV as a novelty music act. They had a number eight hit in the UK in 1996 with a song called Your Christmas Wish from the Smurfs. Does anyone remember that? No? No one? Not surprised. In 2017, Gwen Stefani recorded a song called You Make It Feel Like Christmas. A Christmas Why? This was a collaboration with Blake Shelton. Both Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton were big names, but the song was largely ignored, except in Canada, where people seem to buy it. There's also a Neil Diamond song, a different song called You Make It Feel Like Christmas. That one goes back to 1984, but that was only ever an album track. And there's another two songs with the same name. That's You're All I Want For Christmas. The first of those is from 1948, first recorded by Frankie Lane, covered by Al Martino and Mr Christmas Covers Bing Crosby. But there's a different song called You're All I Want For Christmas that was somewhat more successful, first sung by Brooke Benton in 1963. And then more recently, the singer Caro Emerald has a version of it. And in 2011, Caro Emerald released a version that she made in a virtual duet with the original singer Brooke Benton. Uh, And that one is worth seeking out on YouTube. It's really good. I was impressed with that. You're All I Want for Christmas. Caro Emerald singing alongside Brooke Benton in one of those um, clever virtual duets. Today we're on the letter Y in the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. I'm Wayne, your host on the Christmas Alphabet Podcast, and we'd like to finish our episodes with a story behind a Christmas song. And today for the letter Y, I've got two Y songs to bring you. Two songs which couldn't be more different from one another. One is very English and very traditional. The other is very American and quite contemporary. Well, it's 70 years old, but it still sounds quite new and has been remade in various versions. Let me tell you about these two songs. The first is, Why is for the Yorkshire Wassail. We looked at wassailing under the letter W and saw that the word wassail can mean a few different things, from a greeting to a drink to the blessing of fruit trees that we mentioned earlier. The wassail also has some particular songs associated with it. 
The best known is the Gloucestershire Wassail. But I want to look for a moment at another one, our Y song, the Yorkshire Wassail. Most traditional wassail songs we have come from what we call the West Country, that is, southwest England. But this song unusually comes from further north and was first recorded near Rotherham in South Yorkshire. This song is more rooted in the Christmas season than some wassail songs are. For all the Christmas associations, some wassail songs sound like they were written in the summer about going out while the leaves are green. And this song gets round that, and the traditional words say, We've been a while a-wandering amongst the leaves so green, but now we've come a-wassailing so plainly to be seen. For it's Christmas time, when we travel far and near, may God bless you and send you a happy new year. This is what the Yorkshire Wassail sounds like. Now, to be honest, these wassail songs are not really Christmas songs. They rarely actually mention Christmas. But they are part of the Christmas season. They celebrate nature and community and continuity. And they do celebrate God's goodness. But they also resonate with a sort of pagan attachment to the land and the power of the natural world. But like Yule... They have become part of the complexity of the culture of Christmas as we celebrate it. So this why is for a throwback to our winter festival. Why is for the Yorkshire Wassail. And this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. But our last song is also part of this rich diversity of Christmas with a song about the biggest Christmas anti-hero since Ebenezer Scrooge. Because why is for, you're a mean one, Mr Grinch. You're a mean one, Mr Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus and as charming as an eel, Mr Grinch. You're a bad banana with a... Now, the background to this song, many of you will be familiar with it. It goes back to a book called How the Grinch Stole Christmas, written by an author who wrote under the name Dr. Seuss in 1957. It's about a grouchy creature who tries to cancel Christmas in the town of Whoville. It's reckoned that when Dr Seuss wrote the book about the Grinch, he was writing it about himself. He says that he was one who never liked Christmas very much. It's not so much anti-Christmas as a protest against the commercialisation of Christmas. The book was a big success, and in 1966 it was adapted into an animated TV special, much loved in the States, not so well known over here in Britain. It was directed by Chuck Jones, who made the Looney Tunes cartoons. Boris Karloff provided the narration and the voice of the Grinch. Three songs were written for the animation, 
And the one everyone remembers is this one. You're a mean one, Mr Grinch. The lyrics of the song were written for the animation by Dr Seuss himself. And the singer wasn't Boris Karloff, many thought it was him, but it was actually a man called Thurl Ravenscroft. Now his main claim to fame was being the voice of Tony the Tiger in Kellogg's Frosties commercials, both in the US and in the UK, from 1953 through to 1999 in Britain and right through to 2005 in America. If you can hear in your head someone saying, They're great! That will be Thurl. The song that he sang, You're a Mean One, went on to outlive the animated film. When they made a live-action version of the book in the year 2000, Jim Carrey starred as the main man. And they paid tribute to the animated version by including this song in the new film. Though in a bizarre twist, Jim Carrey, as the Grinch, gets to sing the song to himself, about himself. Then in 2018, there came along the CGI animated version, uh, the title of the film now called Just the Grinch, with Benedict Cumberbatch as the voice of the green one. And the song is still in there. This time, the song is very much reimagined and rearranged and performed by the rapper called Tyler the Creator. The song has also been recorded by countless other artists. Well, I tried counting them and I ran out of fingers and toes. Pentatonics do a sweet version. The cast of Glee had a minor hit with it. And the Buster Rhymes version is very, well, well, very hip-hop. You're a Mean One, Mr Grinch is a song that embraces the values of Christmas by challenging the Grinch's attempts to take the joy out of the season. And it's been part of Christmas for at least three generations of Grinch fans and Christmas lovers, especially in the States, but it's travelled around the world as well. Why is for the song, You're a Mean One, Mr Grinch. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne, and that's it from me for the letter Y. All the music on this podcast is in the public domain or used for review purposes. Please tell your friends all about us. Please point any Christmas fans or anyone who wants a bit of Christmas spirit in their life to the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Find us on social media. We're at Christmas Alphabet Podcast on Facebook, at Christmas Alpha on Twitter, Christmas Alphabet on Instagram, a positive review would be very kindly received. Thank you very much. Uh, you can do that on Facebook or on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast app you use. As always, I'm going to remind you that our website is christmasalphabet.com and you can send me a note by email using the address wayne at christmasalphabet.com. Hello to those who have written to me this month at that address. I'll be back in two weeks with the Christmas Alphabet podcast as we reach the letter Z, or Z, as I think you Americans call it. We'll be wrapping up this series of the Christmas Alphabet podcast with Zvarta Pete and the Zither Carol and Zat You Santa Claus and a girl called Zuzu. Maybe others, let me know if you can think of others, to round off our alphabet 
Thank you for being with us today, and may the joy of Christmas be with you all year round. Thank you.